Welcome back to the War at 33 and a Third podcast. I'm Adam Barra. And I'm Benjamin Richardson. Today we're going to be discussing Mad Villain's 2004 release, Mad Villainy. Mad Villain is one of the many aliases of underground hip-hop legend MF Doom, um, this time signifying his collaboration with the reclusive producer Mad Lib. Um, this is one of my personal favorite albums. All, one of the all-time great hip-hop albums. Um, what do you think, Ben? I'd agree. It's definitely probably a top ten release for me. All-time or hip-hop? Just of all time. See, I'd, I'd probably go top ten as well. Yeah, maybe, I think I have to. May, maybe just outside. It's um, that good. Yeah, it's been a while since I've sat down and ranked stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I don't really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to quantify. Something, yeah, it's something like, like that. It's hard to compare. Hard to compare this and Pink Flag by Wire, as yeah. we were discussing last episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's you, there, there's yeah. just a lot of disparity. Apples to oranges. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of hip hop, this is definitely a top five album for me. Probably top three. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd go. Like, there's other stuff. I mean, Kendrick Lamar releases. Kanye West releases, Freddie Gibbs releases, of course, all on that level. But if I had to rank, I'd probably go. Would you put this over to Pimp a Butterfly? No, that is the question. No, you couldn't. Nah, nah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably go to Pimp a Butterfly, then like maybe this, maybe Bandana by Gibbs. Bandana is your Bandana or Pinata. They kind of alternate. Which really? one is my favorite? So you're that like big of a Freddie Gibbs fan. Yeah. So that's the, a top the, three yeah. and four. <laughs> yeah. So the, those two albums, those of you don't know, are also produced by Mad Lib. Um, probably so obviously some, you're a Mad Lib fan. I am right? a big Mad Lib fan. Some of his best work comes out of those collaborations. Um, has some pretty legendary beat tape series, the Beat Conductor. Oh, you check those out? Yeah, some of them. It's pretty, I mean, there's beat tapes. I mean, it's nothing like... Right like conceptual or anything like that but they're all very cool similar i mean he has a style you know what i mean right it's like i mean i love all mad lib beats it's like an auteur right you know what i mean like he has a very distinct style very very good at it for sure uh i guess that comes out on mad villainy right absolutely comes out on mad villainy (laughs) part of that really distinct style for me like one of the biggest things i notice is that he loves to do little like little tiny like snippet, yeah, right? little tiny snippets at the end or the beginning of each each track that's yeah, like completely much, separated yeah. from the rest of the beat for mm-hmm. sure. He loves to do that, and it's almost always just so cool. Yeah, yeah I love like, it. Like, half the time, it's like, man, like why couldn't somebody rap over this? Because like, that's <laughs> right. an instrumental, like right, it's just by itself. Yeah, I mean, the instrumentals are insane off of uh, Mad Villainy. Yeah, throughout this whole album, it the production just consistently excellent. Um. One of my favorite beats on here. I mean, they're just weird. I mean, accordion is literally just. Yeah. What What, what do you think about the intro? Like Ellis Villains to accordion. I mean, Ellis Villains is that is trademark doom. I mean, mm-hmm. like the the cartoon samples. Right. I mean, just all mashed together. And the quirky sound is, effects. Yep. Quirky sound. I mean. And the screaming heard, in the yeah. background. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the kind of. I'm pretty sure he actually has a joint production credit on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. For that so, sound collage yeah. stuff. So, um, food. If you've heard that one, I Doom has like a like a four track run in a row. 
Right. Right in the, like, smack dab in the middle of the album where they're right. all basically, like, the oldest villains. Mm-hmm. Just, like, sure. superhero samples. And the reason for that, I mean, that's part of what makes Doom so interesting to me is the superhero stuff. The super, superhero super, aspect? Super villain. Super yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. He, as yeah. He <laughs> super villains. Yeah. I mean, the MF Doom gets his name and wears a mask. Yeah, for the, he, he actually wears a mask and dresses like yeah. a super villain. Like Dr. Doom. <laughs> Doctor Doom from Fantastic Four, and he refers to himself as the villain, the supervillain. Um, he had a minor scandal where, because of the mask, he would send a random, <laughs> oh, he would yeah. send random people oh, yeah. who kind of resembled him in stature to go do concerts for him and, and basically lip sync the entire concert. Yeah. So people are paying to see like some random yeah. guy that looks like him. Referred to <laughs> referred to as Doom Posters. And his his response when he kind of got found out was along the lines of "I'm the supervillain, man. Yeah. Like, like, like I do what I want." That's so hilarious. Yeah. I, mean, I would have been pretty mad if I went and go if I went to an MF Doom concert and I saw a Doom poster. But since I never have, I find it really funny. <laughs> I'd be I'd be kind of peed, but that yeah. that'd be really funny in interest or uh, retrospect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's interesting that you say that his supervillain like persona is a part of. Or a point of interest for you. Like, yeah. a lot of people, I feel like that might be a turn-off. Yeah, it's... it's like, like it's what is he part. talking about? Like, what is this sound collage with, like... Mm-hmm. Like you said, it just sounds like, like, super villain stuff. Like, you can't mm-hmm. really describe it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, it's it's kind of nerdy. It's very you nerdy. I mean? like, it's like you're listening to a comic book. Yeah. It almost it, sounds like at times. It's like... It's like he just really liked comic books, the kid, and superhero content. And he... And he combined he, his he, two passions, yeah, I guess. I had to put that in the music. This is kind of funny to me. It, it, it's it's a wacky concept yeah. for sure. I mean, it it comes up in his lyrics all the time. Refers to himself as the villain, um, right? And God, I mean, he is the lyrics on here hardly ever say anything, right? You know what I mean? But if they're just so, he just has a remarkable like density in his writing. Like it's right. just bars on top of bars on top of bars, and they're just so like. So thick in syllables, like it's almost. Like, it almost like, doesn't matter what he's saying. Yeah, like he's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he's rapping super fast. It's not like Eminem flow or dexterity. Right. It's not like some of these beats. He's just yeah. like popping off. Yeah, like but he is popping off. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, I, I think say of that, accordion, and then I think of. Well, I think of Figaro, where he mm-hmm. starts going like. It's like no slow feels. Oh, I, I know I what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I even come close about. to replicating it. I have no idea what he's saying. But he just goes, like, he kind of repeats the same syllable sound over and over again. Right. And that sound, like, I don't, I don't know how he did that. That's insane to me. I think, like, for me, this album is, like, super quotable. Like, there, there's, there's just so many great lines. There's so many quotes. Probably my favorite line is on Great Day, the penultimate track on here, mm-hmm. where he goes... um, Last wish. I wish I had three more wishes. Wish I had the key to the matrix. It's mad glitches. And he goes something, something, something ishes. And he goes one thing this party could use is more. And he goes <clears throat> booze. And then he goes into a rhyme scheme with booze. Right. And it just kind of like subverting the expectations. Like he's playful. Like he's playful with how good he is at rapping. And that's right. Like that's very appealing to me. That's really interesting. Wow, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, he'll do little, I believe it's on Meat Grinder. 
dripping off the beat, kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at the very end. Like, you can find... He says, like, you can find the villain in Satin Gangas. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> says it like that. Like, he'll just do little, like... Or what's the, uh... I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. What's the song where he, I'm trying to remember, he's like... She's, she's home alone, like, while he's in class, and he's yep. trying to get the... And it just stops, yep, and it plays yep, a noise, yep, yep, and he's yep. like, he's trying to get that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm try- I think that's off of, um... I can't remember. Operation. If you want to see if get a... Yeah, why can't I remember Is that Operation that is? Lifesaver? No, that's not it. Why am I forgetting which track that is? I know exactly what you're talking about. If you want to sip, get a paper water. It's, it's curls, glass. right? Trying to get in like squirrels. <laughs> if you want to sip, get I think it is curls. You're I right. think it's curls. If you want to sip, get a paper water fountain glass. How I'm supposed to know where your mouth been last? Right, right. Um, I also think like the subject matter is just like all over the place, though. Oh yeah, I mean it's because I feel like there's some tracks that it should be like about some like super villain stuff and then there'll be tracks about him like getting cheated on and he's like in his feels. You know? Yeah. And you're just like what? You like well, what kind of villain is this? Yeah, the the song you're referring to is, is um, um uh Fancy Clown. Fancy Clown. And Fancy Clown is credited as featuring Victor Vaughn. And Victor Vaughn is actually MF Doom himself. He has two releases under the name right. Victor Vaughn. And Victor Vaughn is also a villain, correct? Yeah. It's, and isn't yeah. it supposed to be like a more hardcore version of yeah. MF Doom? But yeah, he's like still that. rapping about <laughs> something like that. He's getting he's cheated rapping on. About, he's rapping about the same stuff, but the <laughs> that that song features so it's supposed to be Victor Vaughn rapping, right? Mm-hmm. And he's rapping about MF Doom. His girl cheated on him with MF Doom. And he says oh, like, like, yeah. like that, that's you if you want to do to wear a mask all day. Oh, it's, okay. It's a it's a really roundabout way of doing a self diss track, right? Which is very very funny to me. That's so quirky, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the the sense of humor is just and Operation Lifesaver, like we mentioned earlier, it's, right? It's Operation Lifesaver, aka Mint Test. So it's a whole song about, about getting the, that mint before your kiss, bro. Yeah, about the about the mint test at the club. Oh my Hit god! Hit with the "Do you need a mint test?" Right, bro. <laughs> and it's like, "Do you need a mint?" Test? It's like a weird, like, and has a vocal sample. Operation Lifesaver is in effect. Mm-hmm. And it's like a weird, like, blaring sound. I can't. I don't even know what the main sample is on the on the on beat. the beat. Yeah, I'm not sure. Aren't all the beats just made of samples on this? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Matt like all of them yeah. are just there, completely. There sampled. was a story where he went. Doing some research on this album, he Madlib went to Brazil, I think it was, and bought crates and crates and crates, and brought him back to where he and Doom were. Uh, crates, crates of vinyl. Oh, vinyls. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, crates of vinyl. Gotcha. Uh, um, yeah, to get samples. All right. It reminds me of like. Kanye West, where he'll like sample something that's like hundreds of Absolutely, years old. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it'll just be like a 1920s mm-hmm. sample. Or like, I know like some of them come from a bunch of commercials, like from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some other cool I mean, well, there's a. Speaking of samples, one of my favorite moments on the album is on Money Folder, where Doom says, like, like I don't think we can handle a style so rancid. Flip something like Madlib did an old jazz standard. 
Uh-huh, and, then, and then it goes and to, like, like, a jazzy little bit, yeah, it's right? Yeah, like, it's completely different from the rest of the beat. It's, like, four bars. Right, it's, like, a four-bar, like, detour away from... Yeah, and then Mad he gets Lib- right back into swing yeah, with the Mad bars. Yeah, Lib- literally flipping an old jazz standard. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, incredible moment. Yeah. Incredible moment. Like, it, it, it's just chock full of little, like, like, cheeky stuff like that, for lack of a better word. You know For sure. I mean? And it's just, yeah, it gives it its charm. Yeah, I love, like, uh, when rappers have, like, interplay like that in between, like, the mm-hmm. bars and the beat. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like that was just, like, the best bar to do that with. Mm-hmm. And, like, another thing I really like about Mad Lib's production, I was thinking about this when I listened to it. Like, it jumped out of me when I was listening to Strange Ways, mm-hmm. which features a vocal sample throughout. Like, my ways are strange. And, like, it just kind of jumped out to me that Mad Lib mixed it at, like, the perfect volume. It's really easy when you have a long vocal sample like that all the way throughout the whole track for it to feel intrusive. You know what I mean? Right. But he made it really feel like like lived in and part of the beat. You know what I mean? For like sure. It didn't feel like it was detracting from Doom's vocals. Like back to Kanye West, there's a couple like I can think of a Kanye West produced song um on one of Common's albums where the vocal sample is just obnoxiously loud. And you think it 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 just makes it a little too noisy. Yeah. And kind of detracts from the the main rapping. Okay. Yeah, dude. I, I get what you're saying. And Mad Lib has, like, good touch for that. Like, he puts it at the right. I guess he's, like, checking the levels, like, on that sample all the way through. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know what goes into that, but I'm sure you got a point there. Yeah. What are your, like, so what are your favorite tracks on this, would you say? I mean, like, it's hard to for me, this is, but... like, an album where it's just, like, what, what tracks do you like a little bit less than all the other ones? That's a fair point. You know what I'm saying? Want to go there? Sure. Um, taking a look at the track list. Let's see. I mean, for me, I'm not wild about the ones where Mad Lib raps. Like the Quasimodo yeah. stuff. America's Most Blunted and Shadows of Tomorrow. I, I, was, I was actually going to say um, America's Most Blunted. It's a cool beat. I think it's a cool beat, but like, the, the, there's this cool bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that one, that one's like a little start, like slow to start with like the intro where they're smoking weed, um, and like, and for that one, it's like a three note bass line that's going yeah. in, like dun, the whole. Dun, 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 no, it's like don don don. Yeah, dun, yeah, yeah. Don And by the end of it, like I'm just, I just kind of want to. Not yeah. that. It's long. It's long for that album. 354. Yeah, it, it's definitely... Is that the longest track? I know Rhinestone Cowboy Rhinestone Cowboy, Cowboy is... beats it by a little bit, but yes. Um, Something interesting that I, I'd heard about Rhinestone Cowboys that um, this album, maybe just that track, got like leaked yeah. a week early. Yeah, it was, it was almost a year early. Right. They pretty much quit, and then they got back to it and filled out a couple more songs, and then, like you were saying... Didn't he uh, add a verse at the end? Yeah, that was like addressing yeah. it getting dropped yeah. early. Like didn't even didn't even tweak and it leaked into cyberspace, right? Something like that. Yeah. I thought that was just so cool for people that had already heard like the leaked yep. song and it, it just kind of cuts out and then it's just like boom, a second yeah. verse comes out of nowhere and hits you in the face. So the it leaked. So this they started working on this in like '02. Or right. something like that. Okay. Like Doom, I don't think he'd released. I don't believe he had released vaude, released Vaudeville Villain as Victor Vaughn yet. And then, 
they they were working on it. It got leaked. They kind of quit, and then they came back to it and dropped it in 04. So that leak and then the the gap leading up to it built up a lot of hype for it. Mm. Like especially in like underground rap communities and. I mean, you're you're starting to see. I mean, 2004, you're starting to see like peak internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like forums and stuff were like buzzing right. about it. It's pretty cool. It's like the it's like the pinnacle of like underground hip hop before. I mean, at this point in time, with music streaming and stuff, like there's barely even underground. Yeah, what is anything. underground? Yeah, there's barely even underground like, anything anymore. Less than a thousand on like what SoundCloud? That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like underground now is something some kid made in his bedroom. Like stuff, right. it's just so much easier for stuff to get exposure now. Exactly. I mean, I think that's also why hip hop is like so popular right now. Yeah, it's just such an easy genre to start producing from your laptop. Like, if you got a mic mm-hmm. and a computer, you can make beats and record yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely is most popular genre, at least in America. I definitely say it's like. What's the word? Like, this, the musical zeitgeist of our, like, time period right now, our generation. For sure. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's so weird to think about. Like, like this like is all parent- rock and roll. Yeah, like, our parents, I mean, like, they have, like, this emotional attachment to the classic rock stuff. Right. And then, like, we'll, like people our age, when they have kids, will have an emotional attachment to... Lil like, Yachty. Like, Migos. Right, <laughs> and then, y'all y'all never bumped that culture. Y'all never yeah, culture. Exactly. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Exactly. Like, imagine saying <laughs> that to like twelve year olds. Right, and that's that that's how weird. that's how it is sometimes when you're talking to older weird. people, and they're like, "What? You haven't heard of this record that came out fifty years ago?" It's like, "No, I haven't." <laughs> you know, yeah, it's <laughs> just like, "What, Dad? You don't know who Migos are?" Yeah, that'll be us one day. It's <laughs> weird to think about. Jeez, man, making fun of our children for. I've never heard Mad Villainy. <laughs> I don't think anybody's heard Mad Villainy. It's a fair point. So why do you think, like, I don't understand why somebody so acclaimed can also simultaneously, like, not have any commercial success, or largely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I guess just think about it, like, today. If you played, for the average person who consumes a lot of, like, top 40 hits, and... Like, try, like Migos and stuff, like Lil Yachty, like we were talking about, they would not like this at all. I mean, it's... And part of that is the... Just the way it's structured. And that part of that is its appeal for me. What, like, how the album is structured? Yeah, because it's like... They're almost like song fragments. Right. They're like pretty vignettes. much... Yeah, yeah. Vignettes. Yeah, vignettes is a very good way to describe it. I mean, they're almost no hooks... Most of the songs are right. over two minutes. Like, a lot of songs are just, like, one verse, like, re- like the same beat all the way through, mm-hmm. you know? Like, no verse, no chorus, yeah. just verse. Absolutely. It, it, like, it almost feels like, like, it's hard to grasp onto. Like, I I don't always love, like, abstract hip-hop as a label, because it typically refers to, like, lyricism. Right. But, like, the... If, as far as beat making, this is super abstract. Yeah. Like, like this, just, I th- just for just me, this kind of pushes the limits of, like... What you can like listen to and like call a beat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like we were saying earlier. Earlier, accordion is literally an accordion. It's just and an it's accordion light, looped with like drums. some some drums and like a little bass, and it's just like mm-hmm. some compression. And there you go, he's rapping on it. Mm-hmm. I, I like on that song particularly how he kind of like that's probably the most song popular song off this album. Probably, I mean, all caps is. Is very well. All caps when well. you spell his name, man. Yeah, that, that's pretty well known. That was, 
That was my introduction to Doom. All caps. Oh, really? I found it on like a like a jazz rap or underground hip hop playlist or something. And so I found that and I was like I was struck. It was like this is just such a weird little beat and I love this guy's voice. Right. And then I got into the rest of it. This was like towards the end of eighth grade. And mm-hmm. that that kind of like it was almost a gateway for me back into like like I'd been listening to like just kind of like mainstream, more popular hip hop music at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a gateway for me back into like not even weirder hip hop, but weirder music in general, kind of set me down <laughs> the path I am now. You, you thought it was like a, a gateway album for like harder listens, maybe? Bro, yeah, that's that's probably a pretty fair assessment. Would you say this album's like hard to listen to? Because for me, like that's I a, found this super listenable. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's like it's so different and like we were saying earlier, abstract. Like it's it's very different from normal mm-hmm. hip hop, but it's, it's it's so creative. Yeah, it's so creative and it's so fun. Like back to what you were saying earlier, it's so fun. It's funny. It has has these nice little quirks. So I I would agree, it's pretty accessible. Like you could show most, like I guess hip hop heads, people who were pretty entrenched into it, and they'd probably right. And they could they could definitely appreciate some of the tracks. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, you think about like that last three song run, all caps, great day, and rhinestone cowboy is probably the closest it comes to being like normal songs. I guess right. Like. I feel like you def- somebody could definitely appreciate that. Yeah, that's fair. Rhinestone. Back to Rhinestone Cowboy. That's oh, yeah. such a cool song. Yeah, like, it's amazing. The the little strings, this like the loop, mm-hmm. how they just kind of swell up. Like the swells, yeah. Yeah, little bass. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. And there's like a little, like, there's like a twinkly, like, keys or something mm-hmm. throughout. Great. I mean, how do you close an album like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just, it's such a satisfying closer. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm really glad they didn't end it on, like, an instrumental. Oh, yeah. Like, that would have been, like, a little dissatisfying. But, like, ending it on that verse was just, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, isn't there, like, a little sound collage stuff going on at the end? Like... Yeah, it's I think, like, like, like the last minute is maybe back to, like, superhero talk. Yeah, it's kind of like that same narrator going on throughout yeah, the album, from, like uh, from Illusville. At least, definitely the same narrator from Illusville. Yeah, and he's in a couple of the ends or beginning of tracks, and at the very end, like you know, let's see, he, what he says like a line at the beginning of Money Folder, I think. And Money Folder, I'm not positive. That might be the beginning of side two. <sighs> might be. It's just so hard to remember because like yeah. the whole album is just like little weird cuts yeah. in between yeah. each other. So yeah. But he's definitely on it throughout. Like, you can definitely tell when he's talking because it'll have, like, that sound again. Mm-hmm. And, like, another another quality this album has that I like is that it's, it really feels collaborative. Like, it doesn't feel like Mad Lib sent Doom Beats and he rapped on him. No. Which is, which is what happened on Pinata. Right. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib on Pinata did not, they were never in the studio together. What about, um, Bandana? Bandana they were. They had changed. All right. And bit. you can probably tell. A little bit, yeah. But like, just it's honestly as simple as the fact that they're a bunch of instrumentals, right? You know what I mean, and and Mad Lib rapping, so it, it feels more like a like a collaborative effort rather than a rather than a Mad Lib produced MF Doom album. For sure, this definitely sounds like like a collaboration. You're right, two minds yeah. that had come up with something like this. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just too out there. And the, so, like, I mean, there aren't really. Like a ton of features on this, even. I mean, no. Madlib raps, 
there's Hardcore Hustle. What do you think of that one? I like it. I like the feature, too. Yeah. Featuring Wild Child, who I've never heard of. Yeah, don't. I was hoping you would. <laughs> yeah, never heard of before this album. Never heard anything from him after. I'm sure there's some good output. He's probably a Stone's Throw guy on Mad Lib's label, is my guess. Um, and that's that song is interesting. It's very like off kilter. You think so? A little bit. Like it's. He's kind of he's like slightly slightly like off the beat. Right, and yeah. and like some of them kind of feel like that, but like this one particularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like it's almost nice to just break it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like have another voice in there. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, sometimes having an old album of Doom, you just kind of need like a mm-hmm. random feature. Yeah. Or Quasimodo. Yeah. And that, and that is to clarify, <laughs> like that is just Wild Child on that track. Right. Um, minute twenty one. Um. I don't know why more rappers don't do that. Like, just have a whole track dedicated yeah. to some, like... Right. But, I mean, that is just, a, like, a one-minute song, though. That's true. Like, it's just, like, a one-verse. Yeah, like, you wouldn't have to do... Yeah, like, but a full... that a is full... an interesting idea. Like, imagine, like, like just, like, a Kanye song without Kanye. It's just Kanye producing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like... It'd be weird to have a whole rapper... Like, a whole, like, verse-chorus-verse-chorus chorus song on your album that's just with somebody else yeah that's not with you not in there at yeah all. that was my point it's saying like since they're such short songs like it, it's not that big of a detour yeah but so what if like what if a rapper did like so i'm thinking about freddie gibbs right on the closer to pinata mm-hmm. i think it's called pinata yeah um, it's pinata yeah and it's just like a really long posse cut like what if a rapper did that without them and it doesn't have to be long it could be like three different artists come in do a verse on a song in an album. I mean, that's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. You have to be good rappers. <laughs> be, good trying, rap music yeah. needs good rappers, but yeah. yeah. Mind-blowing statement there. Um, so, yeah, that'd be hard to execute. Interesting idea, and I like that they tried it here. For sure. Yeah. Um, which ones of the uh, instrumental tracks do you think is the, the best? I'd say that there's kind of like four on this. There's three that say instrumental after them, but I'd say like I is kind. I kind. I kind of consider that like more of an instrumental. Like it. She doesn't say even like say any words really. It almost sounds like a vocal sample. Sorta. I I thought there was like it was just her singing like the same like thing over and over. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a lyric. Right. Like there's lyrics, but it's not like. Right. You can't get anything out of them, and in the mix, it's kind of like washed away almost. Right. It's kind of flowing with the song. Exactly, but um, see, I, I agree with you. I'd probably call that an instrumental, right? Like, there's that chick like singing, but yeah, it, it's really just like a beat with yeah a repetitive loop thing. Um, but I'd say the supervillain theme is like probably my favorite. Supervillain theme is really cool, and the, just the way it flows in that last like three song suite that we right, were talking exactly. about. Exactly, it's cool. I like um, I think uh, Sick Fit is pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've not really heard much that sounds like that. Mm-hmm. I got you. I mean, all yeah, I, pretty much. I mean, just going back to the just the level that the production is at. There's just so much where I've never really heard hip hop beats that sound like it. Right. Like my thing with Madlib is you, the beat. It'll just will be something super simple. But once you like put on your headphones and you really listen to it, it just sounds amazing. Yeah. Like there's so many layers. Like the reverb, you know, extra like 
doubled up vocals, you know, them, just them talking. It's like so much goes into like the simplest like beat that he makes. Because he does, does he do like everything analog? Does he? With like actual like samplers and stuff. Like I don't really think he really uses, I don't know, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. I don't know. Well, obviously, he's, he, he's meticulous, right? And he doesn't yeah. have a cell phone, so it would make yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. That he did something uh, like that, old school. The the anecdote from his production on Bandana. So he did he did the whole thing on an iPad. Like, didn't use any, like, big studio equipment or anything. What? That's what, uh, that's what Gibbs said. Jeez. Yeah. He's... So what's your excuse for not making beats, bro? That's a good, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you have an iPad at the house? <laughs> so I'm sad. I mean, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I really like, uh, I really like rainbows. That one took a long time to grow on me. Oh, I like it, dude. With the horns, the horn hits. Bow. Where he's like, bow. Yeah, when it's like on the on the little chorus. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's Doom singing like, it's like a lounge track. Right. Almost. I feel like I'm walking through, like, the casino, like, mm-hmm. and I'm a spy, you know, mm-hmm. like, in a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very atmospheric. And he is, like... Yeah, and I like the singing. I've, I've, yeah. I've warmed up to it. He's conventionally a horrible singer. Right. And you know what I mean? But like, this is something so simple, and, yeah. like, his voice just, like... I think his voice sits super well, like, yeah, with the instrumental. If you heard that in a vacuum, like, I think I probably wouldn't like it. But you're used to hearing his voice rapping. Throughout right. the rest of the album, so it's not like it's not jarring to hear him sing. I I, I don't At think it's bad. It, like what he's singing on that is like so simple. I feel like yeah, you exactly. could, anybody could sing yeah. that. Yeah, and then which yeah, like we were talking about, like the the chorus, I guess, where it's the horns, the horn hits, yeah, yeah. and like and the building like a, tension. Yeah, there's like a vocal sample of the lady screaming. Yeah, that and yeah, yeah, and then it gets into like the melody or like, what's the part where it's like do 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 and like there's a ton of bass hits too. It's just oh like, yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah, that part's yeah, super like satisfying for me. Repetitive, 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 and then it gets back like, into the same. You know, yeah, yeah and then it gets back into the like the mm-hmm. chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool stuff, man. It's it's phenomenal. I just like how just not a single track is just like remotely similar. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's diverse. It's eclectic. It's super diverse. I mean like. Even, like, half the album is what you would consider, like, close to being, like, a normal rap track. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's another half where it's instrumentals and then, like, goofy, offbeat stuff like Rainbows or Operation Lifesaver or, um, what else was I thinking of? There was something else that's kind of like that. For me, that's definitely, like, a big part of the appeal, though. Bistro. Bistro features, I mean, Doom's, like, talking a little bit. Yeah, that's more of, like, a, uh... It's, like, that's, like, the second intro to me. Yeah, it's kind of weird, You know what I mean? It's, like, he introduces, like, you know, he's, like, Mad Lib and Quasimodo, you know, on the beats and all this. Mad Villain, Better Bar, and Bistro. (laughs) That sick bass line. Like, a little bit of that slap in there. Mm -hmm. I like that, but... Yeah. For me, that one's definitely kind of oddly placed... It's like there's definitely two openers to the album. Yeah, because you, yeah, you have the, the Illus Villains intro that's first on the track list, and then you have accordion. Bistro. Yeah, Accordion and Meat Grinder. Your opening little suite. Right. Gosh, the, the Accordion and Meat Grinder oh. transition with that little, like, that second beat mm-hmm. in the middle there. Like, that's, like, futuristic sounding, almost. <laughs> and then it gets into Meat Grinder, which is, like, distorted bass and stuff. Like, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. 
I love I like that meat grinder bass line. That's yeah. like, bah, bah, bah. dude, it's really and then nice. The, and then the second intro, like you were talking about, <laughs> which is, like, that is kind of weird. Yeah, like no, because when I first heard it, like I really thought that like, like someone was going on. You were on like shuffle or something. Yeah, I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. totally just like an intro. Yeah. Um, I'd say my favorite sample probably is on Figaro. Like the the intro to Figaro. Like that old like jazz. It's like mm-hmm. an organ, like a jazz organ. Yep. Dude, like that's probably my favorite sample. Like it's so amazing, so lively for like an organ. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just I I don't know. Just something about that song. Right? Every time I hear that intro, mm-hmm. and that goes like that's the bass is almost like money folder type stuff. Right. Or not money folder. Meat grinder. Meat grinder. You mean yeah. 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 Money folder's great too. That that one's long. How long? It's a three oh two. That one, that one, relatively probably, long. Relatively long. That one probably would be the one, another one that probably approximates a traditional rap song the most. Yeah, if for not sure. For the little, little four bar jazz, jazz cutaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's see, like, yeah, exactly. Even when they're getting, uh, even when they're veering towards normalcy. Yeah, they, even they can't, they resist, can't keep they, it straight. They can't resist but spice things up. But that's what makes it awesome. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Well, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed. This has been Mad Villainy by Mad Villain. For sure. See you guys next time.